We are doing Da'af Chav Gimel. We're starting from the bottom Mishnah, Achav Beis Amud Beis. So we were talking about Rabbi Gamliel, who was from uh, the descendants of Hillel. Sometimes he was Machal like Beishamai. So now the Mishnah continues, Afhu Amar Shloshet Dorm Lachal. Gamliel was also Makal in three things. Machadim Binamitos, you're allowed to sweep Binamitos. So literally means beds, but they used to eat on the beds. They used to have, uh, they would recline, they would do Hasebon beds. You're allowed to sweep in between all the places where people eat. Manichel is a more of you're allowed to put mugmar on yantif, so that's some sort of spices. Incense, you're allowed to put them on coals on yantif, um, even though it's going to be burning, extinguishing, lighting. We'll see the issues in the gemar, but it's mutter to produce uh, the smell of osu gadil mikulas belilipsachem. On the night of Pesach, even after the base of is, is, is destroyed, so we're obviously not bringing the real carbon Pesach, but there could be a practice to roast the entire gadil, to roast the whole, um, the whole, a baby goat, just like they used to do with the carbon Pasach, you could remember the carbon, the, what used to take place by doing such a minute. For all three of these issues, the Chachamim say it's no good. They don't let a person sweep in between the beds because we're scared that it might come to be Meshava, the, the, the Gumos. You might come to smooth out the ground and it would really be, really be bona. In regard to making the smell with the incense, the Chachamim hold that that's not a pleasure that you're allowed to do on Yant. If you're allowed to do pleasures which are um, everyone under physical pleasures, everyone uh, uh, enjoys, but making the smell of katoris is not allowed to. That average person doesn't enjoy that. It's not shavel chol nefesh. You're only allowed to do types of malachas letzarach chol nefesh, which is are things which are universally accepted as pleasurable things. But this is like an extra special thing. It's not allowed to be done. In regard to roasting the whole carbon pasach, you're not supposed to do that because someone might think you actually have the carbon pasach and you could make our cover the carbon pasach outside the base of mikdash. So that's why the rabbanon didn't like these three kulas of rugamliel. So now we talk about the, the, the second one, the issue of putting the incense on the coals on Yontif. So Amar Abbas, Machlokas, the garment. The Machlokas is only when you're being garment. What is that? You're putting a garment there and you, you, want, you want to perfume the garment. So you put it right in on top of the smell. So it's not stam, a malacha pleasure, a physical pleasure. Because in this case, what you're doing is you're improving the clothing. So if that's where there's a machlokas, the chachamim say you're not supposed to do it. But if it's just to give a good smell to a room, it's just to give a good smell. Everybody would agree it's mutter because that's not defined as an act of making the clothing smell better or something like that. It's an act of taking in pleasure. So if it's when you put it on the clothing there, you could time it that that's also because that's not um, that's not a malacha that's being done for the physical pleasure of shavuot chol nefesh. But when it's just to air out the room and create the, the smell of the room, then the Gemara is saying, everybody agrees with the The Gemara says, Mace, but it says in the Bible, you can't sweep the, between the beds and the dining room. But in Gamliel's house, they would. There were many times I went after my father's room into Gamliel's house. And I saw they weren't sweeping the dining room. Really, what they would do is they would sweep it before. And then they would spread sheets on top of the floor. The machuk shows in nechnas, and the next day when the guests came in order to make it fresh, then then they would remove the sheets. It would look like it was just swept, but really they weren't doing it in yantiv. So Amulo, the chachamim, who felt that Rikamliel was not the way it was really happening, really Rikamliel was doing it on yantiv itself. So he said, Imkain, if that's all he was matir, you could do that on Shabbos and no one would have disagreed. Since there is a dispute, it was obviously much more complex. It must have been that Rikamliel was matir even sweeping on yantiv um, itself. So basically, we're having a what really went down in Rikamliel's house. 
And then the second dispute, the bride continues. If we say you can't put the incense on the coals on their house, they would. Many times I went with my father to Gamliel's house. If they got the story wrong, it's not that they put down the incense on the coals on Yantif. Ella, dark social bar. So they would bring some sort of um, uh, iron, iron sort of. Uh, Iron sort of if they would fill them with smoke before Yantif, poking and then they would plug the holes so that all the, the, the smoke would get trapped inside. When the guests were coming and they wanted the smell to come out, they would unplug the holes. And the house would become smell, a good smell on its own. So this again, they're getting we're saying you got the story wrong. Where Gamliel was a matter putting the incense on the coals on Yantif. The Chum said, in Cain, if that's what Rigamliel was saying, again, that should be a mother even on Shabbos. No one would ever object. Since we have a whole complexity in Amachlekes, that it must be Rigamliel was mother burning the incense even on Yantif. Okay, so what do we see here? Clearly, the case is, from the way the Bryson presents it, that the issue with the incense is making the smell have a good fragrance, not fragrance to clothing, because that was the whole thing. The guests were coming and they opened up the thing to give it smell to the room. So we were saying before, that in a case where it's giving a smell to the room, everybody's makel, and the whole discussion was only when you're giving a smell to the clothing, but it doesn't sound like that from the bride. So for the bride, so it sounds like that the issue is giving a smell to the room. So the Gemara concedes this, and therefore the Gemara retracts what it said. Eli Yitmar, if anything was said, Achli Yitmar, this is what really should be said. Amar Vasi, Machlukas Lariach. Machlukas Lariach, Machlukas is Badavkab. When when the you're burning laharriach in order to smell to put the smell in the room that's where there's a machlokas you could be makel because it's a physical pleasure or you could say no it's not shavuah chol nefesh it's not something which the average person is looking to pleasure it's like an added thing avolagamer but in a case where you're burning the incense in order to, be, to to perfume and give a smell to the clothing there it's for sure aser because in that case it's not considered like you're doing an act of physical pleasure but rather in that case it's considered an action that you're doing of trying to perfect of of of, of make a tick into the begadim and therefore that's for sure forbidden. So the conclusion of the Gemara is that the case of the Machlokas is putting the incense on the coals to give a smell in the room where the issue can be debated whether or not it's a pleasure, it's a physical pleasure that's for everyone. Says the Gemara, what's the halacha for smoking fruits on Yantif with, uh, with the smoke of spices? So meaning you want them to have, or you want to put the spices and you want to then expose the fruits to them and the idea is that the fruits are going to absorb this smell and maybe they'll taste better. So you're, are you doing a malachal tzarech ochol nefesh? On the one hand, you can argue, yeah, so tzarech ochol nefesh. On the other hand, it might be some sort of, you know, again, luxurious kind of, um, uh, of, of, of enjoyment. It's not a normal thing. It's not a davar hashavah l'chol nefesh. So it's a dispute here. The Gemara says, It's a dispute. Rafuna said it's Asr. Why? Because the issue is the extinguishing of the coals. In other words, when you put the incense on the coals, it smothers it and puts out the coal a little bit. And it's not Mutter Tzorach Achol Nefesh because most people don't, uh, they don't eat these smoked fruits. Most people eat fruit normally. So the issue is that you're doing the Malach HaMachabe and you don't have that Tzorach Achol Nefesh because it's not a Dabar HaShav Achol Nefesh. That's why there's an issue. Instead of saying the issue is that you're extinguishing the coals, why don't you say the issue is that you're kindling the spices? Because after they put on the coals, they heat up and they and they get on fire. So you're co- you're causing the spices to to get on fire. So they, that could have been the issue. There's no hatar vocal nefesh because it's like some extra pleasure. So you don't have to say the issue is the way you extinguish the coals. You can say that the issue is uh, the way that you're kindling the spices. answer You're right. First you extinguish the coals when you put it on. Only later is it kindled. So meaning, Rashi explained, you're right, both things are an issue. There's an issue, you're right, with the kindling of the spices. But I didn't mention that because the first thing that happens is the issue that you're being mechabe, um, you're being mechabe the coals.
Continues the Gemara. Again, we have a machlokas about whether or not you're allowed to smoke the fruits. Is it sarachol nefesh or not? So Amar of Yudah, Agav Chalas Aser, putting the spice on top of a burning coal is Aser, because again, extinguishing the kindling, but on top of the Amravah, Agav Echer is Mutter. But if you're putting it on top of hot earthenware uh, in order to smoke the fruits, here it's Mutter. What's the Pshat? Because again, you're not allowed to do a Doraisa. So if you're putting it on, on the coals, that's a daraisa. But if you're just putting a hot earthenware, nothing is extinguished, and there's not going to be kindling. Why? Because it's, it's a shinoi, Rashi explains. It's a weird way of kindling. It's coming because of a hot but not burning earthenware, so it's not a daraisa form. And therefore, Lamaisa, you're doing it for food preparation. It's not dabar shavuchonefesh, but as long as you're not doing it as a daraisa, we could be lenient. Whereas Rabba Amar, Afilu Gabacharis Nami Aser, Recha. Even if you're just putting the spice on top of hot earthenware, so you don't have the daraisa issue of extinguishing and kindling is still forbidden because of the frequency that it puts into the earthenware, which is Azim Adarabana. So meaning, the issue is the molded reach of creating a new fragrance inside of the earthenware, which is an interesting point. You see over here in the Gemara, that's not supposed to be done. You're not supposed to like create that a chafsa, that an entity, that a kli is going to smell better because of this. All right, continues the Gemara. Rabbi Rav Yosef, Tamit Rabbi, and both Rav Yosef say, If you want to turn over a cup a good smelling cup on top of silk on Yantiv, it's also so that because the silk is going to absorb the garment. And the same yesterday that we just said, my time is in the Kamoli Recha. It's like you're not allowed to make a, a tikkun to a, 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 a kli by making it smell better. Says the Gemara, my Shema, Mimolu Mariyapa, why Mariyapa. Why is it different? And this is talking about a piece of wood, which has a good smell. The halacha is you're allowed to roll it in your fingers to make the smell come out more or clip the top of it and smell it. In both these cases, it's mutter. In other words, the dried out end is weak. But if you clip it, it's going to get, have more smell. So aren't you also creating a new fragrance there? So the Gemara says, Alam deshavar, isa. There, the fragrance is always there. You're just making it better. You're enhancing the smell by, by the, the rolling of it or the clipping of it. You're going to make it that it smells better. Here, what's happening is that you're making a new fragrance. That's really what you're doing. You're putting the new fragrance on the kli, so therefore that's awesome. So if you're just stomping around and adding, enhancing the smell that's coming out of something, so that's not a problem. But if you're being molded the reach, you're making that the clothing is now going to smell good, it doesn't have a smell. And you're being molded the reach on it, that's where it is forbidden. So again, we were talking, going back to our discussion, we had the smoking the fruits, where the issue is, on the one hand, you're doing something which is for food preparation. On the other hand, it's like off the beaten track a little bit. It's not the regular thing that most people would do when they're preparing foods. So now the Gemara says, Amrava Amar, Rebels, even it's mamish rice, if you're kindling and extinguishing, even on a coal, it's totally mutter. It's no different than meat on coals. No, it's just mutter because it's ochol nefesh. If it's ochol nefesh, it's totally permitted. So this is the dispute. Says the Gemara, a new thing, Darz Rav Kivya, me beik hasil, pesel to reish kulus, Rav Kivya, of beik hasil said, right at the entrance to the reish kulus' house, keturah shari, something called keturah is mutter. He didn't explain what he means. What is keturah? If you means pressing uh, different sleeves, we're talking about of clothing. So you wanted to make a press on it. They would press it in the pleats and uh, on a smooth board here. So the Gemara says, if that's your question, my woman who would say it's something that a professional does, and it definitely should be forbidden. So malacha when you press the pleats, ila ash. And if you're talking about ketura, might mean smoke. So the question is, smoking fruit also become should be also because you're causing the coals to become extinguished. And again, it seems that amimra holes you don't have hatzar v'alchol nefesh because it's an extraneous type of thing. It's not the basic way that people eat fruit. You know, really, Rabbi does mean to smoke the fruit. But the reason why it could be allowed is, that, again, that same far that we mentioned, it's no different than putting meat on coals. That's Sarah Chol Nefesh, and therefore it should be allowed. We don't say this far that it's not Shavu Chol Nefesh. 
Says the Gemara, you could other people revert, uh, report the conversation differently. means pressing the sleeves. also If it's a smoked fruits, then it's for sure Asr, because you're being molded a rech, you're causing a fragrance in the crow, in the coal. So in here, instead of saying machaba, you assume about the issue of being molded the rech, like you put the incense on, you're, you're creating the better smell in the coal. Ravashi, Amaritan Ali, I said this, Mishmedi Gavarabi, I said in the name of a great person, Lamashim, we're talking about smoking fruits. It's okay. So even though the meat puts in a good smell to the coal, it's mutter, so to roast meat, again, because all because it's being done in the overall sense of a nefesh, so there's nothing here to be concerned about. Now we go back to analyze the last part of what we did was Mekla. We said that you're allowed to roast the entire Gedi as a Zikron for the carbon Pesach. And the Chacham didn't like it. So Tani, we learned it right. So Rabbi Yossi Omar told this is Romi. It was from Todos Ishromi, Hinegas Bnei Romi, he made a custom for the people of Rome, again, post the Korban, he institutes this minnow that in Rome, the Jews are going to eat a full gid, which is totally roasted all together in Pesach Light. To remember the compass of Shofalei, they sent Todos the following message, Amali Todos, Ahatov, not for the fact that you were Todos, that you're a very big person, great stature, because Rana Lacha Nidoi, we would excommunicate you for instituting such a thing. What are you doing? You're making Bnei Soli, Kachim Machotz. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? Kachim Sakotaitach? No one was actually making this a carbon. No one's going to be eating literally Kachim Machotz. So Elaima Ke'in Kachim, it's similar. It resembles Kachim. Now it should be Asr because someone might come to think that it is a carbon being offered outside of Yishalayim. So in order that we don't want to have somebody who's coming to think that that's what's going on, that's why we say better not to do this. So now we go off on a tangent. Right, we were talking about three things, people were makal, other people were answers. So the Markham mission continues here with the tangent. Three things. The Blazum and Azaria was Makal. He had a cow and it would go out into the street with a strap between its horns. So the idea is you can't have an animal do malacha. Uh, there's a din of hotsa'a. And the question is that you're, only, you're not allowed to carry. So the question is something which is decorative or protective for the animal. So we say it's not carrying, it's bottles to go for the animal. Like a person could wear clothing or something like that. So the animals also have a concept, something which is for them is good. But the question is, what do we consider the strap here? The Chacham say that, 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 that it's not allowed. It's, not, it's considered a maso. It's not, it's not an ornament. It's not something that adorns it. But Blasim Rezaia holds no, it's an ornament. And therefore, it's allowed, it's allowed for the cow to go out with this strap between its horns. Again, this issue is on Chavez because of the issue of carrying. The animal is not allowed to carry. He also said that you can use a metal comb and kind of like scrape the skin of an animal on Yantif. It was like for the grooming of the animals, right? And the issue is that maybe blood will come out and blood, extracting blood is forbidden because uh, it's a told of shochet. So he was able to do such a thing. He used the metal comb. And the third thing, you can grind up some peppercorns inside of their grinder. He holds that, hey, you have the hatar of ochel nefesh for tochen. So you don't have a problem of tochen um, because it's ochel nefesh. But uh, the Chacham don't seem to agree. Either they don't hold, for some reason, tochen is not included in the hatar of ochel nefesh. We've kind of touched upon that just a little bit in Beitzah. A very hard Indian, whether or not Tochin grinding has a hadra of Ochon Efesh, or perhaps it's Uvdin Dachol to use this grinder. Rabbi Yudha Omer, in Makarnas, if you're not allowed to scrape the, the animal with the metal comb, it might make a wound. And if it'll make a wound, that's a problem, even though it's not what you're trying to do, but if it might make it, Rabbi Yudha holds it's an issue. 
but you could use a wood comb. A wood comb has thicker teeth that aren't probably that aren't going to wound it, and therefore you're allowed to use that one. You can't use the metal or the wooden comb are both also and we're gonna to have to understand what's the issue. If it's not going to wound it with the wood one, then why Allah Khacham is seeing an issue here? So the first thing was that Rabbi Lazarus Nazari had this cow that went out with the straps. So the Gemara asked, Akasha, remember, it sounds like we're saying, Rabbi Lazarus Nazari, Khalafarab, it sounds like Stam. That the facts over here is that Rabbi Lazarus Nazari has only one cow. So the Gemara asked, Rabbi Lazarus Nazari, Rabbi Lazarus Nazari, Talesar Abba Agla, there are 13,000 calves. Abba Maisar, Abba Maisar, we take up 13,000 calves as Maisar every year. And Maisar, even one of out of every 10 animals. Evidently, Rabbi Lazarus Nazari was absolutely fabulously wealthy. And he had so many cows walking around. So why is our Mishnah listing like it was one cow that he had when that language doesn't really seem to make sense if we say he has so many cows? So the Gemara says, Tana lo shalohai. So the animal wasn't his bakhlaf. He himself personally had many cows, but this wasn't his cow at all. Elo shoshrentohai. So it was his neighbor's cow. Why are we calling it his cow? Because he, was, he saw that it was going out with a strap and he wasn't mochid and protest. Even though he yelled it was wrong, he wasn't mochid and nikris of shmo, it was called his cow. A very interesting musr that the Gemara is saying, even though it wasn't his cow, we say that it was his cow that did the sin because since he could have protested and he didn't, so he's responsible. What was the next point? If you can scrape the animal with the combs. We see two different terms here. We see kirud and kirtzif. What are the difference between the terms? Kirud means a metal comb with smaller teeth that, that makes a wound. Kirtzif is a wooden comb with a much larger teeth that do not make a wound. So what's the issue here? There are three different ways of looking at this. In general, if I'm intending to do one act and a different act comes out because of what I'm doing, the famous case, you're trying to drag the bench and it also might uh, loosen the soil. If you do them, it's a problem, even that's not your primary action. So he would say, even though you're not trying to extract blood, but you're trying to you're trying to groom the animal, but it's a problem to, to extract the blood. Miu, however, kiri kabur. If it's a metal one that has small teeth that makes a wound, that's an issue. But a wooden one that has large teeth doesn't make a wound, so there's no issue. The novelty is that we don't ban even the wooden comb because of the possibility someone will confuse it with a metal comb. It's okay. But the Rabbana of our Mishnah, but they took it further. They were more extreme. They were more strict. They said, We say that we make it banned even on the wooden one because of the possibility we get mixed up and somebody would go use a metal one. If we're making on the wood, he might use the metal. So therefore, with the Rabbana, we said, Don't use any comb at all, even the wooden one, despite the fact that it's not going to make a wound. And then the most lenient opinion, even the metal is much because the mindset is Gavin. So therefore, we don't um, we don't have anything to be worried about. Continues the Gemara. Rabbi said the name of Renachman, who said the name of Shmuel. Other people say it was just Renachman himself. Allah is because here we see Allah agrees with him. So if his school is based upon Rip Shimon, we pass him like Rip Shimon. So you could, let's say, you know, drag that bed, drag that bench across the floor, even though it might make a furrow. Says the Gemara, Why are you saying Allah is like Rip Shimon? Because Rabbi Lazarus Mazari goes like him. Maybe the Allah should be like Rabbi Yudah, because the Chacham agreed him. So I'm not Rip Shimon severely. I really agree with the Svar. That's what Rosh saying. I hold like Rosh Hashanah. And in addition, Rosh Hashanah goes like him. So meaning it's really based upon the Svar of Rosh Not really because 
of the, the fact that Rabbi Lezer is going like him. But once Lamaisa this far was good, so then why not I had the fact that Rabbi Lezer goes like him as well? Continues the Mishnah. We talked about the pepper grinder in the last part of the Mishnah. We're talking about if you could grind the pepper at the peppercorns. If it was token on Yantif, so now we should talk about a little bit more about the pepper grinder. It has three parts. Each of the three parts are Tommy um, in their own right. So meaning if I have all three parts together, it seems that there's a metal part on top that does the grinding action. Then there's like a wooden uh, C part that only makes sure only the thin parts fall through. And then there's the bottom wooden part that holds, that holds the, collects the parts that come on the bottom, collects the pepper. So normally if you have a clee, so if it breaks, right, so it's no longer Makabal of the Tumma, but here even all three parts in their own right are a clee, and therefore each one, each part in its own right is Makabal, is Makabal Tumma. Just a little introduction. By metal, even if it doesn't have a base keyboard, it doesn't have a receptacle, it's Makabal Tumma. Um, but wood, unless it has a base keyboard, it's not Makabal Tumma. So now we explain here what's going on. All three parts of this pepper grinder can have Tumma in their own right. The bottom one can be receptacle. And the seeds. So now the bride explains which part does what. Which one is which function? The bottom part is wood, but it collects the spices. It collects the, the pepper on the bottom. So that's that's a receptacle. It's a it's a, clea, it's a, it's a wooden clee that has base cable. And so is the middle component. The part that's the sieve that, that this, it blocks the, the core stuff. It's like a sieve. So the idea is, is that really maker at the end, anything that's wood is only is only Makabotoma when it has a base keyboard. But since a lot of times sieves look on some level like a cloth, that's what they were made out of, and a cloth doesn't have to have a base keyboard. It's Makabotoma and its own shame for being a cloth. So therefore we said, and anything which is a sieve is Makabotoma. Now, Yonam Shunkli Matos, the upper component, because it's a metal cleat. So even though it doesn't have a base evil, but it does the grinding itself, the metal part on the top, and therefore it definitely is Makavatoma in its own right. It didn't use the Mishnah tangent here. Agala Shokatan, a little toy wagon of a kid. So basically, the kid would, there would be some sort of, it would have kind of like a dual function. The kid would sit in it, it would like be a way he would move, but also it's like a random toy. So it's Madame Thomas Metris. Metris is that drives the Din of Zav. And Nida and all this stuff that, that not some doesn't give up, they give up tumma, but if they sit on a bed, a couch, or a chair, anything which is made to sit or to lean or to lie on, then it's an avatoma. But it's only true if the type of kli is something which is made to sit, lean, or, or lie on. So we have to figure out that agala shel katan isn't made to lean or lie on. So we say that it is in its metamic measures. And he tells for Shabbos, it's still a kli, can be moved on Shabbos. But in an egress, Allah you're not allowed to move it on the dirt floor. You can only move it over a caleb. Again, the concern here is, is that when you uh, are you doing chorich, if it's over dirt, is it going to pick out the dirt and loosen it? So we're saying you have to be very careful not to do it on a dirt floor, only on top of clothing. Or if you don't, other caleb have such a problem to drag on the ground, but not the wagon. The wagon only presses, meaning it's not really digging out furrows. It's not taking out dirt. It's only just pushing the dirt down. So although it appears like it might be an issue, Rabbi Yudah is saying is that the Messias is in reality, there's no issue, it's not really loosening the soil. So the Gemara goes through, Why does so much? The kid leans on it. Meaning even when he's just playing, he's not sitting in it, it's so he's, he's always constantly leaning on it, and therefore it's made to sit or lean on, and it's a kli, which is macabre to must matter. So he tells Shabbos, he moves the Shabbos, he tells Kli a lot, it's considered a kli. The integrals of Gabi Kalim can't be dragged only on clothing. So Gabi Kalim, Gabi Karakalot, sounds like the Tanakhama is saying here, you can only put it on top of clothing, not 
not to ground, not the soil. My time to go up The issue is it would make a furrow if it's dug in the ground. The issue is, even though it's not what you're intending to do, you're just moving the wagon, but the issue would be that Lamaisa, you're doing Chorus. So Mani, who is the name of the Tana that holds of such a concern? Only review the to Amar Dabashim is coming also. It sounds like we're only going to review the Dabashim is coming also. To Erev Shim is Yolai Dabashim, and Amar Dabashim is coming also. Remember, he holds it's not an issue, it's not your primary intent. We don't, we're not concerned for what might possibly come out. The Tan, Rabbi Shim, and Omer Gor, Adamita, Kisif, Sasi, you can drag a bed, a chair, or a banjo, Lashley, Skamasas, Hartz, as long as your intent isn't to make the furrow. So our mission, which is saying that you can't drag the wagon because it might make a furrow, obviously is, is, is going like Rabbi Yudha's stringent opinion and not Rabbi Shim. Rabbi Yudha's stringent opinion and not Rabbi Shim. But the name is safer. What about the next line of the mission? What does the mission say? That Rabbi Yehuda speaks up. He says, No, Tanakama, you're offering to move the wagon. I hold it's not a problem. He said, Rabbi Yudha says, I agree with you. Most kidding, you can't track. But the Agola, you could. Why? Actually, it's not actually digging. It's just pressing down. So it sounds like the Agola is because it presses down. It doesn't make a furrow. But the beginning of the Mishnah, which we wanted to say is only going with Rabbi Yehuda, was saying that you cannot move the wagon. So what's going on? Who is the beginning of the Mishnah, the end of the Mishnah? So the Gemara explains, so in the trade Tanah Libid Revuda, there are two Tanam who would argue about what Revuda would say, meaning both Tanahim agree with the halacha that Davashim is Gavin is also. That fundamental is accepted by both the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda. But what they're arguing about is that what is the Metzias here that we have to watch out for with the wagon? Is it loosening the soil? In which case, you cannot. You cannot do it because Davashim is coming at Asr, or is it in fact not really loosening the soil, it's just pressing down. So that's the dispute of Yudah and the Rabbana. But in Achanami, like Rabbi Shimon, of course it's a non-issue, Davashim is coming at to begin with. All the Tanam in our Mishnah hold Davashim is coming at Asr, we're just trying to figure out um, what exactly the wagon is going to do.